Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. That's no, okay, James. Go down the hall and do what you have to do. I, I'm at that age where I just pee all the time. Oh, are we on the air? Uh, it's Sean on News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. Uh, this is the, our dumb little show, and I've, I've already got the Fridays, even though it's Thursday. Primarily because we have a lot of weird crap uh, to make our way through uh, over the next couple of hours. And uh, we also, I, 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 Trey started his gig off this way. We started off wearing Rima with this, and i got to mention it. Don Morgan, who I've worked with now for, uh, I don't know, over a decade. Ten years. Has it been ten years? Ten years in September. Uh, and, jeez, uh, what have I been doing? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Let's and, not talk about that. And then one day you find ten years have got behind you. Um, but Don, you you won uh, were awarded a, the Associated Press's best radio news anchor yesterday, which is a huge deal. And we're all very proud of you. And and nobody deserves it more than you do. I mean, you really do a great job here at, at, uh, at KTSA. Thank you. I'd and, like to thank all the other radio news anchors in Texas for not submitting a, you know, any application. For oh, stop. Episode, so. <laughs> stop. See how you are. <laughs> but that, you know, and I, 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 I it's, it really is a big deal. And we were, I, I think it's very, very cool that you were awarded this. And also yeah. the sports star uh, down the hall got a, an Associated Press uh, right, award one, as well. One of their shows got an award. That's uh, best sports talk show, yeah. So yeah, that, and we I mean, have, there's a couple that uh, Dennis Foley is nominated. Oh, for. I didn't know that. Oh, uh, Dennis, uh, our, so our intrepid news director. Yeah, yeah. So we'll find out uh, next month whether or not he gets a first place with those. Well, and you, and you you were talking earlier about you know you're you're a, first off you're I can attest to this you're a very down to earth guy which which you know I admire especially in this business very much so <laughs> and you've been a great you know seriously and you, a lot of people full of crap and uh, and you've been a good friend. Uh, uh, but you were talking about, we talked about this before I went on the air today. Right. And of course you're proud. You say you're proud because, you know, and I am too, that we're a part of this KTSA journey. You, you won this award on the hundredth anniversary of the existence of this radio station. Mm-hmm. We stand on the shoulders of, of pretty big, uh, uh, personalities and professionals in the industry. Right. But you told me a story about your dad and his reaction. <laughs> Cause you actually, I didn't, we were all posting about it yesterday afternoon. Right. And you actually didn't even know yet, so no. you're getting all this stuff on your phone and seeing all these posts, and you have no idea what's going what's going no, I on. Was, I was having lunch with my daughter, and, and we were talking, and you know, we were having this really intense conversation. And my phone is in my pocket, and it's vibrating, and I, you know, I'm trying to ignore it because I wanted to hear what she had to say, right? And and it wouldn't stop. And I'm looking around, <laughs> and I looked at the TVs in the restaurant. They, did something happen? You know, because if, if all hell's breaking loose, I got to go, right? Uh, so I'm looking around, and it's like, well, you know, there's nothing going on. So I, you know, I kind of just kind of take the phone out of my pocket and look and just see that I have a bunch of bunch of messages. And uh, w- one was <laughs> from somebody I've known for a long time, and she messaged me, "Congratulations, stud." <laughs> and I'm like this girl been busting my chops for thirty some years, you know. Right, right. Uh, you know, we're still friends after all of that. And so I thought, well, she's just messing around. And usually there's. You know, sometimes people will say something and they have like a link to some picture or meme or sure. something. And I thought perhaps it was that. So I just I'll look at it later. Um, so we finish up lunch. In the meantime, my phone is still blowing up. You know, and I, we get home and my daughter leaves to go back to her apartment. And I look and I, and I see all these messages of congratulations. I don't know what's going on. And I'm thinking, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> I, I, I had no idea. 
Right. And and so I look and I'm seeing congratulations on your award, you know, and all this. I have no idea. And I look on Facebook and I see that Trey Ware and Sean <laughs> Rima and Jack and and Dennis you Attag- found out from yeah. us posting about it on on I, Facebook. I, I had no idea, and I look at the one from Trey, and it says it says uh, the, the stud does it again. I'm like, okay, well that's where she got the stud thing right. from, you know. Right. And so, um, I, I'm you know I told you earlier I'm from New England. I don't believe anything, so I'm going to look and <laughs> I look it up, and sure, I'm like, well, what the hell? There it is, you know. Right. Uh, so I I, I let uh, I let my wife know, and I you know uh, my I just so happened my my daughter um, had called me back. And I had let her know. And um, last night I called my father. <laughs> now, my father lives in a veteran's home. He's 79 years old. And he's quite popular with the ladies of his veteran's home. <laughs> of so, course. You know, so, <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Yeah, so trying to track that old French dude down is not easy, right? Yeah. So I, finally I get a hold of him and I explain to him what, what it was. Um, you know, and keep in mind he's got a very thick French-Canadian accent. <laughs> so you know, it's kind of hard to understand him sometimes. Um, and, and so we're talking, and he says, well, what is it? I said, well, you know, you, you, you enter this contest, and they send your, your, your recording to broadcasters in other parts of the country, and then there's a vote, and then they do, they do this other thing. And then he doesn't say anything for about 10 or 15 seconds. There's silence. And I was getting ready to say, did you fall down? You know, what happened? And he goes, huh. Does it come with a check? <laughs> of course, yes. Yes. And there was much yeah. rejoicing. Yay. And so I inform him that no, it doesn't come to the check. And he goes, well, you better go ask for one. Oh, that's perfect, man. <laughs> so, that's you know, great. Oh, man. Keeping it real, man. Me, he keeps me grounded. So it was pretty funny. That's something my mom would say. Does you know it what come I mean? with a check? Does it come, you know? <laughs> My mom would say, because I mean, you need a you need at least one parent who lays that trip on you. You know what I mean? Like my mom, mom, I'm doing a when I was in theater, I'm doing a play this weekend. Well, what if nobody shows up? Yeah, you know, right. I mean, you need that reality check. Yeah, so that's great. <laughs> You'll remember that for the rest of your life. Oh, man. absolutely. You know, and you you need those people in your life. Yeah, you know when you know in a line of work like this where you hear a lot of things, you you have to have those people who are close to you who remind you you're really not that big of a deal. <laughs> well, yeah, well that, example my yeah, wife yeah, well, i think georgia go. probably does the same to you i come home and the first thing out of her mouth is you smell like poop <laughs> you know i mean, don't think you're all fancy you're not on the radio here and you smell like poop yeah. you know she just says that right. to me as a matter of course but that's that's a great story and again congratulations my friend thank i mean that's I brother that is just that is fantastic way to go don thank you thank you guys i appreciate it. Lun- lunch is on me even though for two days in a row, oh, when I you know, wanted still... to talk about something dirty, Don was working or talking to the news director. Yeah. You just weren't there for me, man. I'm sorry. But I'm happy for your fancy award there. Right. You're great. You're a big fancy award now. Yeah. I guess now you're not going to come on the show at all unless I pay you. Is that what's happening next? Right. Well, you know, I've got a new agent, my father. Oh, I, I so, bet you do. I bet you do. <laughs> Not shining <laughs> shoes anymore, yeah. are you? Uh, Dad's going to be my agent now, so you all better pony up. Let me tell you, when Don answer. Morgan, when he first got here, he had a shine box, and he would shine your shoes. He looked like freaking mirrors. Right. I'm just breaking your, your nuts there. I'm, I'm just, you know, <laughs> just breaking your ball. I'm not, I'm not trying to say nothing. <laughs> I'm happy for your big fancy award. I guess you think you're better than we are, though. James, you know, he just thinks he's. Did you win anything? Is he going to come on this show? He's going to, he's, you know, he's a big fancy award. 
I should tell him to go home and get dis- a shine box. Is he going to display it so that we can see it and <laughs> well, he reminds we were, us? We were talking on Where and Rhyme that we need to, they need to, Greg needs to record a new promo for him for every time he goes on to a newscast, you know? And it's got a border on sounding like a guy who does the announcements at a strip club, you know? Now, the award-winning Don Morgan from the award-winning KTSA Newsroom. You know, with, like, John Williams music behind it. Yeah, all right. I think I'd be badass, actually. And, like, dude, just, you know, really, I, I, why not? Yeah. Let's have some fun. You know, and it has to, you know, be be timely as well. And he's wearing a brand-new pair of Levi's. You need to get a fog machine in the newsroom yeah, right. there so you can kind of yes. come out, you know, strobe and, and lights. the video. You can go on, like, a live stream. You could just yeah. strobe lights. Oh, like, WWE entrance will have fog and now, music. Now, give it up for Don Morgan! You know, I just... And all other news people suck. Like, <laughs> yes. Everybody else sucks except Don Morgan. And I have, like, thunderclaps. Greg, if you're listening, we need this. Right. Maybe you could budget Let's that in. Let's rub it in, man. Let's just rub it in. I know we're still in the first quarter here, but maybe you could budget that in. We can have a little <laughs> Right. Let's Come rub. On. You know what I mean? We can actually do the uh, my news guy is better than your news guy. I was gonna say, oh, if sorry. you're not if you're listening to the other guys instead of KTSA, your news guy sucks and doesn't win awards like ours. Now we go to the award winning KTSA newsroom. You know what I mean? Why not? <laughs> go scorched earth, dude! Won an AP award, man. You know what I mean? Oh, man. That's funny. Anyway, all right, two and zero. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. You're quite welcome. It's, it's a, very well it, deserved. It was a pleasant surprise. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a little break. Uh, I'm gonna. T- I want to talk about this charter nonsense that we have coming up. Uh, I Elaine, our executive producer, got us the uh, Trey and I the the language of the actual bill, the actual charter. We'll go through that. Uh, Joe Biden laughs at people who have lost kids to fentanyl. We'll uh, kick that around. And, uh, oh, there's Harry and Meghan news. And I know you're sitting on your hands waiting for that crap. So it's all on the way uh, coming up on News Talk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show, San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. Uh, it's the Sean Show. Phone lines are open 210-599-5555. If you want to congratulate Don Morgan uh, on winning the uh, the AP Award, uh, best radio uh, uh, news anchor, uh, give us a ring. Uh, uh, we're going to talk about some other stuff. I want to get into this charter stuff coming up next half hour. We have a little bit more time. Uh, also, I'm not going to talk about the Alex Mur- Murdoch trial. Uh, they, they're having trouble with a juror now. I I, I, I got a feeling that, that somehow this dude's going to walk. I just I, I, He's guilty, in my opinion. Guilty as snot, but I don't want to spend a lot of time today talking about it. we got so much else, so, much, so many other things to get into. And I got to bring this up because Trey uh, interviewed Rebecca Kiesling earlier uh, from Detroit. Rebecca Kiesling, you've seen on Fox. Uh, I think she was on Tucker last night, I want to say, or she's been on Fox quite a bit. She's testified before Congress. She lost both her sons to fentanyl. And... Uh, uh, so she's been telling her story. She's she's concerned finding that, great candidates. She's concerned that other people need to know about this because she says, and she told Trey this that when uh, uh, you know she lost her son, she she had no idea that this was even going on. Had no idea, didn't know. 
And so she's she's using out of her pain and loss, which is unimaginable to me. Uh, you know, she's going out there and letting people know that you have to tell your kids, don't take anything from anybody. Now, you know, right now, and now, you know, the cartels are it's it's really insidious. And I, uh, China and the cartels, they're obviously working in concert on the on this this pumping fentanyl into this country and largely targeting young people. And they're now putting this, these, these animal tranquilizers, uh, into the fentanyl, which renders apparently the Narcan, uh, unusable. It doesn't work on you. And one of the things, um, that I took away from the interview and something I've been kind of struggling with is, well, why would the cartels want to pump so much fentanyl into this country with the sole purpose of killing people, or why would they want to kill their customer base? And Rebecca Kiesling actually addressed that and said, well, you know, they really just want to kill kids. They want to kill Americans. I started thinking about it. You know, really, first off, the cartels over the past three years have been uh, making money hand over fist, if you get my meaning. I mean, they have so many different... Irons in the fire. Hate to use that metaphor, that imagery, but you know they're they're human trafficking. They're making billions of dollars off uh, of of trafficking uh, people into this country. Uh, they're making billions upon kajillions of dollars off the fentanyl and the drugs, sex uh, and slave trade, all that stuff. You know they're they're really. I mean, we by erasing our border or making our border basically a swinging door. Under the Biden administration, it's unimaginable having such free reign how much money the cartels have made. I mean, at some point, you become unstoppable, right? And it's very obvious they're working with China, which means they're getting money from China to move the fentanyl into this country. So what's the overall purpose? Well, if if America were to become a third world s-hole like uh, many countries uh, in south america well then the cartels can just roll right over the, the over the terra and do whatever the hell they want and basically just do do to this country what they've done to all these other countries colombia now mexico i mean what you know, I mean that that made sense to me which means that we are already under attack which means we're already in a sense in world war 3 Uh, Biden uh, is asked about this uh, yesterday, and thankfully I I didn't see this live because I do have to watch my blood pressure. Um, During the House Democratic Caucus conference, issues conference yesterday, well, that sounds like a fun group, party on. Actually, with that group, you probably do have a couple of orgies going on in between, you know, uh, breakout sessions. So he's asked about, you know, fentanyl and uh, uh, the name Marjorie Taylor Greene comes up. She's the Republican out of Georgia, famously, infamously now at this point. You know, she was the one who was, uh, during the State of the Union address, was screaming out, liar. Rebecca Kiesling again uh, has, has was on TV this week, you know, uh, uh, testifying before Congress about the loss of her sons and fentanyl. Uh, Taylor Green had said, this government has failed you and it's failing American families and it's failing most of all, it's failing our children and our young people. This was on Tuesday, 
during uh, a hearing. She was under oath. Uh, and Biden brings her up and basically just starts yucking it up. Isn't uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene amazing? Oof, he says. And then he goes on to say uh, that she's blaming me for this poor, his words, poor mother who lost two kids to fentanyl that I killed her sons. And uh, mind you, he's saying this with a smile on his face. Well, the interesting thing is that fentanyl they took came during the last administration. So, And he's laughing. Thinks it's funny. Wow. Uh, and, and he's lost a son, right, which he normally can't shut up about. Uh, that's kind of all you need to know about Joe Biden, yeah? Right there? Laughs. And some woman being referred to who lost both her sons to fentanyl, something that he doesn't even want to talk about. All right, we'll, we'll get back into it when we get back. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSA. Yeah, man, new stock, uh, 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi, how are you? It's new and exciting. The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Wow, I feel weird. You know why? I forgot my phone. I haven't done this in years. I forgot my phone, left my left my phone at home, which is fine. I mean, I'm only, I'm only gone for, you know, about four or five hours. Nothing bad's going to happen because I forgot my phone. Uh, but it is kind of a weird fit. We've got, we've gotten so attached to these damn things, attached to them, that when we don't have them with us, it makes us feel weird, doesn't it? I've started, I don't know about you, but I've started on the weekends. Uh, if my wife and I go out to run a few errands or, you know, to just uh, ride around or do something or whatever, I, I sometimes I'll just leave the phone at home and get away from it for just a little while, man. Just a little while. Uh, I saw, I heard Don Morgan reporting on this, the award-winning Don Morgan, by the way. I heard him reporting on this earlier that San Antonio, and we're going to talk about Texas Independence Day coming up, and I want to fold that into my discussion of this charter bullcrap that's going on here in San Antonio. But San Antonio, now uh, we now have a yet another distinction from the rest of the country in that of the 50 cities in America that were rated uh, on their pizza. This was a survey uh, completed by something called Clever Real Estate. And uh, they went uh, through 50 cities, uh, and I guess they had some kind of criteria criteria for, for what makes for a great pizza. And uh, of the 50 cities that they looked at, San Antonio, Texas came in dead last, man. We're number freaking 50 for pizza. Uh, the number one, uh, Detroit. So in Detroit, you can either get shot or get some great pizza. Hartford, Connecticut, number two, Boston, uh, number three, Phoenix, Arizona, uh, number four, and five. Uh, the number five slot was Philadelphia. I, You know what? I, I don't care. Yeah, do, I, I actually, since I moved to San Antonio, I've lost really a lot of my desire to eat pizza in the, in the, to begin with. You know, and, I, and I'll tell you why. First off, I worked at a freaking Pizza Hut in my 40s for like three years, and that turned me off to Pizza Hut forever. But a lot of I've noticed that a lot of the delivery places, 
And James, you you're a foodie. You eat a lot of you do a lot of stuff with food. And... Well, I've been looking for my favorite pizza place in San Antonio, and I've tried a lot. It's tough. It's it's really is. Well, and and the the, the places that do the delivery, the Domino's, and even the Pizza Huts, Little C, they they're all doing something funky with their crust. You can't just have crust anymore. You know what I mean? Like Pizza Hut does some kind of weird spice in their crust now. Mm-hmm. And I'm a basics guy when it comes to pizza. I, I'm going to be honest with you. And first off, of this survey, who gives a crap? Nobody comes to San Antonio for pizza. <laughs> nobody. We, nobody gives a crap about pizza in San Antonio. We have, man, I, countless other options as far as really, really tasty food from all around the world that we don't need the pizza, man. No. It's not important. Uh, I actually, if, if I really get a hanker in for pizza, you know where I go, where we go, where I like to get the pizza? I'm going to say Little Caesars. Peter Piper's. Oh, really? I haven't Peter had that Piper's, in forever. It's just good basic crust. There's nothing fancy about it. I get the Works pizza, which has every freaking thing on it. I put some peppers and some Parmesan on that pie, and that that's a good pizza. Peter Piper's Pizza is probably my favorite. Yeah, I used to love, I used to love uh, uh, Papa John's. I used to think Papa John's was great because they had that garlic butter crap. Yeah. But then they started doing something weird to their crust, and it just can't be basic crust. And I, I no. So if I'm in, if I want pizza in San Antonio, I go to freaking Peter Piper, <laughs> and I also try to win a whoopee cushion while I'm there. You know, it takes about nine hundred tickets, but you know. <laughs> If you get the basketball, if you do the ski ball, I do the ski ball, you know, sometimes I get lucky. Uh, so where, where did you, did you, is there a place where you do go that you found? That you, if, the uh, the Matengas, because I live out by Trey. Oh, right, right. And they're, and I, I base my, what I like on how good is they're just cheese pizza. Yeah. And it's a solid cheese pizza, so, and it, they deliver, so that's usually what I get. Right. Okay. That's where I go as well. Where, is that where you, all you guys. Right. Well, it's just you it's all not hang fun. out in the same part of the world, man. I'm not even a part of it, man. Well, we're not Gilbo Chic. You are. I'm right. Gilbo Chic. I own that neighborhood. That's Sean Country. Okay. Well, you need some improvements there, pal. <laughs> Maybe you the can get a, I do. Get a That's landscaping an, grant or something. I don't need nothing on New Gilbo Road, man. That's an award winning Gilbo Road. That's an award winning joke from Don Moore. <laughs> you know, we got to pay him like 800 bucks because he cracked that joke. Yeah. See how he is. Let's go. <laughs> is there another? I mean, what you get? Obviously, you get vegan or veggie pizza, right, Don? Yeah, if you if you yeah. get pizza, well, you know, I, I prefer just cheese pizza, right? You know, I like cheese pizza. Yeah, because if you put too many vegetables on there, it, it, everything is wet. Yeah, you know, because all the water from the vegetables. I know. After my surgeries, yeah. everything does get wet. <laughs> the water leaks from you as well. It does. <laughs> really does. It's very disturbing. <laughs> I'm like a sprinkler. <laughs> don't don't squeeze them too hard. <laughs> I'm like one of those fancy chocolate fountains in in Las Vegas, oh, except no. it ain't chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. I, 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 I didn't mean no, dude. I didn't mean it you, that way. What the hell is wrong with you? I didn't mean you it that way. You mean not I really didn't mean it that way. And that's why you don't win awards. <laughs> as, that left, as that left my mouth, I was like, oh, God, I don't mean it that way. I meant like clear spring water. I didn't mean it like that. Oh, boy, one of those chocolate fountains. <sighs> I didn't mean it like that. Still, the metaphor holds. Let's go to Blaze. Oh, God. Blaze, how are Good you? All right. Good morning. Hey. Uh, 
didn't call in about the pizza, yeah. but if y'all ever get out of your neighborhoods, you ought to try Big Lou's down on WW White Road. That stuff is the bomb. Big Lou's? You know, it actually is good yeah. pizza. You've been there? Big Lou's? It's good stuff. Really good stuff. Does the owner wear a pinky ring? It's <laughs> <laughs> always a good sign. <laughs> I don't know. He's always had dough in his hand, so I can't see any ring. Oh, okay. <laughs> but no, the, the reason I was calling in was um, it, it's about the fentanyl uh, right. disaster and uh, the cartels in China. And what I haven't been able to understand for the longest time is why I see or haven't don't understand that China is pretty much declaring or they've declared war on us because they want to take out a certain median age range because it's going to be far easier for them to come come on in with the cartels and just mm. take over the rest of the nation if we don't have very many people in the military. You're right. And at our, we're decimating our military right now on a, number, a, a bunch of different levels. Exactly. Budgetary, uh, with, with this, also with the equity and, and, and justice training and crap they have to do. Uh, a lot of people, are getting, kind of like law enforcement, a lot of people are, are retiring young and getting out of the military. Yeah, because who wants to go out with a target on your back right. tonight when you're yeah. not allowed to control BLM and, and yep. you know, we've got a thorough spec DA in San Antonio. So yeah, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get. I gotta go. I'm gonna get into this a little deeper next hour when we get some more time here. Uh, so hang on, keep listening. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. At the top of the hour, we'll keep on top of the news. Better understand what's going on. And that's really what's happening here on News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. God bless Texas. Yeah, Texas Independence Day. That be today. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. God, I love Texas. I, I do. I, 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 I think, in a sense, just to toss this in there very quickly. Uh, you know, I've, I've spent. I, I moved around a lot when I was a kid, especially. And then even as an adult, once I got into radio, just moved from town to town, up and down the dial, up and down the dial, as they say, and. Uh, I think I was always kind of looking for a place just to stop moving, you know, that I that I would could call home. I always had this idea in my head <clears throat> since I was a young man that a person shouldn't have to grow up or spend their whole life where they grew up. You know, you should have the ability in America to choose where you want to live. And when I found Texas, man, I, Texas, I just slid into Texas, especially San Antonio, like an old pair of jeans, man. I love San Antonio, especially San Antonio. I wasn't all convinced on Texas in general when I was living in Austin. <laughs> but the first year, I'm like, I don't know, man. It's really freaking hot. There's liberals everywhere. Uh, but once I got to San Antonio, man, I just fell in love. I knew when I set foot in San Antonio, uh, which was, I guess, 11 years ago now, I knew this is what, where I was going to live. I just knew it. I, I knew it instinctively that this was my home. Which is why... I get, I'm getting a little pissed off at the mayor and the city council and this charter bullcrap from these act pukes. And Elaine Rodriguez, our executive executive producer, got Trey and I the the actual printout of the uh, of the piece of crap charter itself and what it's going to do. And so we're going to get into that uh, next hour. Uh, right now, let's take a couple calls. Let's go to Kathleen. How are you doing? Yes, uh, I'm calling about the 
pizza discussion? To the pizza discussion. Go yeah, just a refresh. Yeah, we uh, we were voted uh, the last city, uh, the worst city in America for pizza. So what are you thinking? Yeah, um, I'm a bit of a pizza snob, <laughs> and there are two places in San Antonio that have excellent pizza. I like my pizza thin crust, real crispy. Me too. And nice and nice and gooey on the uh, on the crust, on the outside crust. Right. One is Popo's on Heaper Road. Oh wow, it's close to me. Okay. Yeah, there they used to be a Luciano's and the guy that owns it didn't like the way they were doing their food, so he bought his own place oh, wow. at Popo's. <laughs> oh nice. The other, the, <clears throat> huh? I said nice, that's great. Yeah. The other place is actually a Bernie. It's called Z's Wood Fire Pizza. That's pretty good too, huh? It's really good. They have very unusual pizzas there. Oh, really? Because I'm a very yeah, unusual you, kind of guy. Hey, bitch, you're I'm, right so up your alley, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, I'll try it out. I appreciate the call, Kathleen. Yeah, I, I am. You know, I, I, I'm just not a big pizza. And I appreciate the call. Thank you. Let me. Uh, there we go. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just not a big pizza guy anymore. I love Italian food, man. I'll. I love Italian food. We're, we're actually kind of looking for a local place so we can go. Uh, what's the place down by you guys we used to go to? Uh, Don Morgan, I know, has been there. You've been there. I think uh, it's down there where Trey lives and in that er- you know, around that the, area. The Caparelli's? Caparelli's, yeah. Yes. Caparelli's is really good. Legit. But that's kind of a drive for me. So uh, we'd be kind of looking. Look but pizza, no, give me Peter Pipers, man. I'm fine. <laughs> Just sling me some Peter Pipers. I'm good. Peter Pipers. Sam, how you doing? Hey, you can't, you, you can't go to Caparelli's and win a whoopee cushion off skeet ball while you're eating their <laughs> Italian food. Here's Sam. Sam, how you doing? <laughs> hey, good morning. Hey, you still got your shine box because that's where I hit the, uh, the uh, applications that Don asked me to hide there. <laughs> the application. Hey, the shine you were talking box. about... Uh, you were talking about city council voting and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we're going to get into this next hour, yeah. Time is up. Well, John Courage, District 9, he ain't got no courage. <laughs> he, uh, yesterday and today, you were saying how uh, you and Trey were saying how they all stood up except Clayton, you know. Back well, in the it was the Black Lives Matter thing when yeah. Pharaoh, whatever the hell his name is, was all over the place and the mayor was up his butt and, you know, and, and, and yeah, that, that's yeah fists John in the Courage air and all that stuff. Like you were saying, they're, right. you I, know, they're all against Yep, I got to go, man. That's it. Uh, we'll be right back. Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back six minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? Uh, we're going to go local. Or maybe loco uh, for a little while here, and the phone lines are open two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Wow, I'm just kind of hearing this too. Uh, Rosie Castro um, is uh, is going to be uh, temporarily uh, taking over Anna Sandoval's uh, seat in the seventh district, northwest side. Uh, well, uh, that'll make things better, you know. <laughs> I do want to say, uh, Joaquin uh, went through surgery uh, in Houston on Monday. You've heard Don Morgan talk about this uh, for uh, some cancer stuff, but it's manageable. He's he's going to be okay. 
uh, gastrointestinal neuro and doctrine and endocrine uh, tumors. Uh, but uh, the di- the prognosis we hear is good. I br- I bring it up because I, the last time I saw the Castro brothers was at the Jefferson reunion, and they both asked me, you know, how I was doing with all my medical stuff. So you know, we're we're happy that Joaquin is, uh, uh, you know, that this is something that's manageable for him. Um, you know, politics aside, as they say. Um, anyway, um. I'm looking at the lingo of this charter thing, and um, this is all about defunding the police. Base. Well, not defunding the police, de- decriminalizing crime. Let me let me put it to you that way. And it's pretty uh, crappy stuff. Let me uh, it, 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 just in a nutshell. Okay, there's three things that the charter wants to do, ba- or four things really. I'm just going to break it down in a, in a nutshell. Right off the bat, and this is the shiny object, right? They want to decriminalize certain amounts of weed in in San Antonio. Why do they shove that in here? Why do they put that front and center? Well, I they got the signatures for it, but still, it, it's one of those things. Marijuana legalization is, is or decriminalization, legalization, what have you, is becoming one of those topics that a whole lot of people on both sides of the aisle are are in favor of, myself included. Um, so you put that out there, people glom onto that, and they think that that's, well, let's get that done so we can smoke our guns here in San Antonio. But there's a whole lot of other stuff. Uh, as far as our abortion laws and state laws and federal uh, laws or, or whatever concerning abortion, uh, San Antonio would basically become, as a result of this charter, a sanctuary city for abortion. And that uh, going against state law, uh, because we are a state that is routinely voted to heavily reg- regulate uh, abortion, if not ban it outright, which is kind of where we are in a sense right now. Uh, in San Antonio, you'd be able to get an abortion and uh, help somebody get an abortion, and uh, no one's going to arrest you, no one's going to investigate you, if this were to go into 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 action. Um, no-knock warrants are another one, you know, if you're a bad guy, a bad person, you're shady, and they want to get their hands on you, they want to search your place, well, the element of surprise is sometimes a good thing, yeah? (laughs) It's the reason you have no-knock warrants, because you you are acting uh, with the idea that uh, to surprise someone means you might get your hands on better evidence and uh, get your hands on the bad guy. They want to do away with, do away with that. Chokeholds would go bye bye. Law enforcement would not be able to put their hands anywhere near your neck. Essentially, uh, this as a result of the George Floyd thing, obviously. But you know what? If a bad guy wants to harm my family, I want the freaking cop putting his freaking knee on the guy's freaking neck if he has to. If shooting him didn't work. Those are the small chunks. The big chunks, though, uh, of this piece of crap charter uh, would would uh, see to the hiring of a justice director. Uh, the justice director would be someone who, uh, and I, I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's 13 pages long, and it's a lot of legalese, but the justice director, let's say you're a cop, uh, and you catch, I don't know, catch somebody breaking into a liquor store. And let's say they're black, okay, and let's say the cop isn't. Or maybe it doesn't matter. I guess you could still be a white supremacist and be a black cop. I don't know. 
you have to get you're going to have to get through this charter. You would have to get permission uh, from your supervisor, immediate supervisor, to make the arrest. I think it has to go through this justice director too. Well, I, I, or through the office at least. You have to show uh, the ethnicity of the person you want to arrest. You have to come up with a really, really good reason why you want to arrest them. Uh, and the justice director uh, who would, would be appointed uh, as somebody who oversees your decisions as law enforcement. In other words, if you arrest a black guy, let's just say for whatever, okay, uh, the, because from the perspective of this charter, uh, people of color are arrested more in San Antonio than any, anybody else. It's called over-policing. It's in the language of this thing, of this charter, okay? There's over-policing in San Antonio because poor people of color seem to be the ones who get arrested more than other people. Well, you know, when you're 80% Hispanic, <laughs> you know, just as a matter of pure, simple math, uh, the cops are going to tend to arrest more people of color than, you know, honkies such as myself. And why do lower-income people seem to be uh, the folks who who get busted for a lot of crimes of theft and stuff, of things of that nature? Well, they're poor, right? It's, it's, you know, I mean, I, I'm sorry, but you don't see a lot of people who are people of means, I don't care what their ethnicity is, having to steal. They don't really need to. Unless you're Winona Ryder, you really don't have to steal, okay? Point being, this justice director, listen to this. No person shall, this is uh, section 172, justice director, uh, section C or subsection C. No person shall be eligible for appointment as justice director. If they have worked in the law enforcement industry or if they disclose significant financial investments in the law enforcement industry. Uh, so you're, you're going to have uh, a non-cop person uh, second-guessing and investigating the choices of professional law enforcement. Uh, let's see, and I'm looking through Section 172 uh, uh, on the Justice Director. Oh, and you know what's interesting about this, guys? I, I don't see a single section describing what the qualifications of the Justice Director should be. Uh, who... How do you get to be a justice director? What, what, what's your what's the, what are the qualifications for that post? What what, what are you? Uh, do you need a certain level of education? Do you need a college degree? What, what, what kind of life professional experience should you? It, it's not in here. I, I don't know what the qualifications are for hiring a justice director. Is it skin color? Is that the qualification? Is it gender stuff? Uh, the justice director who will be now investigating uh, professional law enforcement officers on every choice they make with every encounter they have with a member of the public. But there's nothing in here as to what qualifies that person to be a justice director. What, uh, what, what is it? Like, if you're a, as long as you're a black lesbian, will that be okay? I guess Jalen could apply for it because he's kind of a black lesbian. <laughs> if you're offended, I don't care. I have a question. Yes. It's not specific at all, like you just said. 
Is it possible that they already know who is going to get that job and they're just waiting for Ron's reelection and it's already someone picked out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would I would I would say that's probably true. I think they already know who this person's going to be. Um it is Texas Independence Day and I freaking love San Antonio. I love San Antonio with all my heart. I really do, man. This is my home. I got roots here now. I'm going to die here, man. This is where I'm going to spend the rest of my days with the odd excursion to Corpus. And uh, if you love this city, and if you were born and raised here, your love of this city is something beyond my comprehension. You cool with this? Uh, let's see. If you steal under 750 bucks, it's okay. No, you're, you'll maybe get a ticket. Uh, if you, we pro- point this out on Where and Rima all the time. If you, uh, uh, you can you can steal uh, seven hundred and fifty bucks worth of services. What does that mean? It means you can go to a restaurant, rack up seven hundred and forty nine dollars worth of, worth of lobster and steak and whatever the hell else, filet mignon, vouv clico, you know, and just uh, drive the hell away, and uh, they can't, they're, they're, nothing's going to happen to you. And every arrest that is made in this town uh, would have to first be approved by bureaucrats, essentially. I mean, if you love San Antonio, what do you think is going to happen if this were to go into place? We've already got a crime issue. Yeah? I think we're all seeing that. Uh, my first question, yeah, here we go. Uh, let's see. Theft of service, less than 750 bucks, Class B, misdemeanor. Contraband in a correctional facility. So if you got a shank or you got a pot pipe, Class B, misdemeanor. Graffiti with damage, less than $2,500, a Class A or B, misdemeanor. Criminal mischief with damage, less than 750 bucks, Class B, misdemeanor. So, you know. Somebody wants to mess up your car as long as they only do $750 worth of damage. It's okay. Again, my question to you, if you love San Antonio, are you okay with this? What do you think is going to happen? Where else, uh, where does this work? Did this, that would be my, my big question apart from, well, what are the qualifications for your justice director other than, I don't know, being a being a black tranny? uh <laughs> My uh, other well, where has this thing, this kind of thing, worked? Because I think what they do it in San Francisco, yeah, Austin, they've done this sort of thing. Well, D.C., the District of Columbia, they've done this sort of thing. Does it appear that it's working in any of those cities? No, it's not. I'll answer the question myself. If you and I, I know I'm going long, but if you take a if you take a drive around this town, what are you seeing right now? Garbage everywhere. Uh, crime. Uh, there's a lot of random violence that's going on. There's a lot of theft that's going on. What do you think is going to happen to this town if this stuff goes into effect? Do you think the crime is going to get better or worse? And I'm talking real slow for you Democrats. Taking your calls. 210-599-5555. It's Sean. On News Talk 550 KTSA. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. 
And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. We're talking about the anti-law enforcement, anti-civility <laughs> uh, charter, uh, pro-crime piece of crap charter that uh, probably, and one more thing before we go to the phone, Steve and Esteban, um, you know, we haven't seen the language as it's going to appear on the on the ballot, but we're, we're working on that. Remember the last charter with the firemen and all that, how they worded it? So if you thought you were voting against it, you actually voted for it. You know they're going to be trying that shady crap again. It just sucks. It sucks, man. It sucks. Because I'll tell you why. The people who are doing this, first off, we don't have an over-policing problem in San Antonio. I've lived in places where you did sort of have an over-policing problem. This ain't it. I don't know. There's not, and also, there's not this great, uh, you know, uh, uh, galloping horde of white supremacist cops and white supremacy itself just rolling across San Antonio. What city do they think they're living in? Well, here's the deal: if you're Mayor Nuremberg or you're Jalen, you're any of these other yahoos on the city council, a lot of these people, you know what? They they either don't give a crap about San Antonio because it's all about polishing the political resume for some gig down the road, which is what I think Nuremberg is doing, or like the the person who's going to be sitting uh, uh, temporarily uh, in District Seven, you actively despise San Antonio and hate the Alamo and hate all of it. It's all racist, you know. It and and so you got it. We got to. Stay on top of this thing, man. We got to pay attention because if you want to see this town go down the gutter very, very quickly, by all means, vote for this charter. Let's go to Steve. Steve, how you doing? Sean, I'm doing okay. I'll tell you, the people of San Antonio better wake up because this demo-fascist, pro-crime, pro-criminal bill uh, is going to be very, very bad for the city and all of the surrounding areas. You all were asking what the qualifications would be for the uh, pro-crime, pro-criminal uh, uh, justice uh, administrator or whatever. And I would say look at what the council has already done. They have named Rosie Castro a replacement council member. Rosie, Rosie Castro. Castro has, <laughs> she despises She despises the Alamo. She's shown and, and spoke open disdain for the Alamo. So I would say that the qualifications for the uh, pro-crime, pro-criminal justice director is going to be someone who in the past and will in the future uh, show open disdain for uh, uh, for law and order and law enforcement as well, who will despise law and order and law enforcement as well. Those will be the qualifications. What if they put Julian in there? <laughs> Well, he would definitely fit the bill. There's, yeah. there's, there's no doubt. He he is pro crime, pro criminal, yeah. uh, anti law enforcement, anti law and order. I, I think we're good because I think he's do, he's doing too well with the TV gigs. So I think you know he's got a TV gig now. I think at MSNBC, so he'll be fine. <laughs> anyway, That's I, where Steve, he belongs. Uh, Steve, I appreciate the call, brother. Thank you so much, Esteban. How you doing, brother? All right. First of all, I hope Mayor Nuremberg's run for. Re-election is as successful as the Trinity University men's basketball team who lost to Shriner in the championships. Mm. Uh, and as far as these charter amendments, how many minority-owned businesses are going to get hurt by this? A lot, like all of them. <laughs> if you own a small restaurant or a small store, a small market, which here in San Antonio we have a, 
a fair amount of. Uh, and I appreciate the call, Esteban. I'm just getting low on time. Essentially, this charter, if it goes into reality, uh, you're, you're, we, I, I just uh, met a guy uh, who's got a nice little Mexican seafood place in my neighborhood. I want to check it out. looks really cool. It's got like three tables in there. does mostly carry out. Uh, if this goes through, somebody could go in that roll in there and, you know, order up, uh, you know, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks worth of stuff and just leave, not pay for it. You could go, you could go into any number of small privately owned markets, let alone the franchises and the corporate places. They, they all have to suffer this too, but they got a slightly bigger insurance budget than most, uh, family owned businesses. You, you roll into a fault, a small family owned market in San Antonio, Texas, you can fill up your cart with about 750 bucks worth of stuff and roll on out. How long do you think that privately owned small neighborhood market is going to be able to survive? And yes, most of them are owned by people of color. So once again, Democrats, in trying to maintain power, which is really what this is all about, and control and, and, and keep their own personal money rivers flowing, they sanctimoniously start riffing on supporting something they think is going to help people of color, and yet the people of color are the ones who are going to suffer the most. Interesting, huh? 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Got Trey Ware's food drive for the food bank still going on, so make sure you're hitting the, the website, ktsa.com. The need is great this year. We're looking to feed 100,000 families. I think they go, they feed like a hundred, what is it? One dollar seven, yeah, right. You, you donate one dollar to feed seven people that depend on the food bank. So just go to the website. Cash is what they need this year. So ktsa.com. Um, you know, I know Mr. Fancy, Spancy, award-winning news guy, Don Morgan, he won an AP award for best uh, uh, radio news anchor yesterday, and we're all very proud of him. But God, James, you guy is always just dropping the ball on stuff. He's he just misses big stories. Freaking idiot! He, has he said anything about Harry and Meghan? I'm sorry, Meghan and Harry uh, being kicked out of Frogmore Cottage? No. This is gl- Earth. This is global news, dude. Mm-hmm. You're an award. You got an AP award. You didn't even said anything about Frogmore. Meghan Markle, Prince Harry, they were gifted with Frogmore Cottage. Doesn't that sound like a place that's just riddled with pestilence? You know, like frog. You know what I mean? Like you, if, frogs, reptiles, snakes, yeah. Harry Potter. I'm just saying, like a, a Frogmore Cottage. You know, kind of place that has a dehumidifier running twenty four seven. A dehumidifier yeah. and like gnomes and stuff. Right. Like real, actual living gnomes. Green mossy stuff all over the walls. So they, they got Frogmore Cottage for their wedding uh, when they were married, and they didn't live there very long. Prince Chuck, as he's, or no, I'm sorry, King, King Chuck. King Chuck. I actually think this is kind of funny, because I think Harry and Meghan are full of crap. Uh, I just, I think they're full of crap. I think they're weirdos. Uh, and, you know, I guess Prince Chuck has had enough of all this dishing on the royals and calling him racist the, the the actual quote is prince or i'm sorry king charles is spitting mad mm. and so now get this i i'm, I'm not interested in the royals but i'm going to point this out because i think this is actually kind of cool on prince charles's part 
he's kicking them out of Frogmore Cottage to make way for Prince Andrew, who might be a pedophile. (laughs) For Prince Andrew, who might be on Jeffrey Epstein's client list right under Bill Clinton. And I do mean under Bill Clinton. And by kick, you know what I mean? By kicking Harry and Meghan out for Prince Andrew, isn't it kind of like Prince Charles? Or I'm sorry, King Charles saying, "This is what I bloody think of you. <laughs> I'm gonna give the sweaty pedophile your freaking cottage. Get out of the cottage. I want your things out." Doesn't it kind of feel that way? Like I'm not gonna just kick him out of the cottage. I'm going to put Andy in there. (laughs) (laughs) And even more important, what? they're not getting their security deposit back. They're not getting, no, No. uh, you say bye-bye to that security deposit there, Megan. That's what happens. Yeah, that's how it works, baby. The man who doesn't sweat is going to be sleeping in your bedchamber. How does that make you feel, Megan? But you know what's sad about this, though? What's really sad, apart first, from everything? First order of business is to remove all the contact paper from inside the cabinets. <laughs> the contact <laughs> paper. That up. <laughs> oh, Harry, would you have someone do the ceilings in the kitchen? Apparently, Megan doesn't know how to cover her pasta sauce when she's cooking it. And the ceiling is stained with something called ragu. I'm just, you know, you know what? Because he's going to live stream his therapy sessions, right? Yeah. The guy who wants his freaking privacy. Yep. You know what's funny about this? Okay, what, what, they're tragically fun. They're making. They're actually doing quite well. Mm-hmm. The Netflix series did very well. Right. The book has sold very well. But what 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 I'm what I'm seeing. They they really are kind of a hot property right now as far as media and entertainment. And you know why it is. We talked about it on Wear and Rhyme. Things suck so bad right now. In gen- for, especially for Americans. Things suck for Americans right now. Okay? It's a soap opera. It's a telenovela. They can glom on to what a jackass Meghan Markle is and how obviously whipped uh, Harry is. And they're 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 like a, they're like watching a car wreck, man. Remember the remember the old Anna, Anna Nicole Smith show, and people would watch it because she was such a freaking car wreck. But there was something that took you out of your own trouble and pain. Kind of like how we, why we used to watch the Osbournes. But same thing, yeah. yeah. People are hooked into Megan and Harry, and you know what, Don Morgan, Megan knows it. <laughs> Big and all your dreams are coming true, sweetheart. <laughs> That's the American I, way, I, man. I guess the the thing that impresses me about well, none of it really, but I mean, <laughs> well, not you know when I think about it is here are two people right, and they have managed to find a way to get rich beyond any a normal human being's wildest dreams by doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> they being a couple of little snots, right. They're just being jerks. They're just being they're making little money. Brats. They are. Yeah. They put the high in high maintenance. Mm-hmm. She's running his ass all over the globe. I mean, come right. on. Megan runs Harry. We all know it. And and they're making crap loads of money off Huge this money. stuff. Big money. We, you know, those of us with reason uh, are like, "Why well, this has got to be the book's got to end up at the Dollar Tree." You know, it, it's not. It, people are buying it and freaking reading it. Reading it, they're watching their damn TV shows. Mm-hmm. 
So there. Uh, that's all I have to say about it. So Ch- Prince Charles. Uh, God, I keep talking. I'm sorry, Chuck. Well, it's it's King been, Charles. He's been Prince Charles our whole lives. He's. Uh, they're not invited to his coronation. Nope. Uh, and he's taken Frogmore from them. <laughs> I love Lifestyles Unlimited. I want to see David Fisher at Frogmore. Yeah. We're going to have this thing looking good in about four hours. <laughs> Get all this moss and crap out of here. Right. And uh, I think he should remove them from the family cell phone plan. I just yeah. think it's funny that they're putting Prince Andrew in there. You know, it's yeah. like swapping out Genghis Khan for Hitler. Let's put Pol Pot in there. And they're like, that. this <laughs> is what I think of you, Harry. Prince Andrew gets the cottage. Prince Andrew gets Frogmore, not you. Actually, you almost wish he had like a like a Doctor Evil voice, don't you, Prince Charles? Oh, I'm sorry, but I'm putting the sweaty pedophile in your bedchamber. Right. Make sure we're gonna change the locks, Harry. So make sure you've taken all Megan's possessions out of your cottage because we know you don't own anything anymore. It's all Megan's. <laughs> Where's the spare key? I'm the landlord. Kind of need the key. Could you take out the recycling, Harry, before you exit Frogmore Cottage? And I give it to Dr. Freckle. Okay, I give it to Freckles, the clown over here, with the the 16-year-old on his lap. He's going to have your cottage, Harry. That's what I think of you. Okay. Um, 210... I don't know where Dr. Freckles came from. but <laughs> Dr. Freckles. What was the cat's name? Because Andrew's just a freckly-looking dude, isn't right. he? Yeah. But I'm trying to think of the cat's name in uh, Austin Powers. Was it Mr. Wigglesworth? Bigglesworth? Bigglesworth. Yeah, that's what it was, right. Bigglesworth will be crapping on your cottage floor on, in Megan's bedchamber because I'm giving it to Prince Andrew. <laughs> it's easier for him to catch the flights to the island from the cottage. <laughs> Than from Los Angeles. <laughs> no, I didn't. Think, I didn't think Megan would mind. <laughs> Who cares if Megan minds? Okay, two one zero. <laughs> you just want King Charles to have Doctor Evil's voice. I just right, do. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I want to be in the room when Megan realizes that she left her robe there. <laughs> they're not getting that back. Harry, you better get my damn robe back. I don't want any man. None of them pasty ass racist. Royal sitting on my robe, getting that Caucasian English funk all over my robe. <laughs> that robe cost you eight hundred dollars, Harry. <laughs> cost you eight hundred bucks. I want my robe back, <laughs> and I left a couple of snuggies there too, and I want those back too. You paid a lot of money for my snuggies, Harry. I don't want that that sweat factory Andrew sitting on my damn snuggies. Get him back, Harry. <laughs> sweat factory. I don't want, Harry, I don't want to pick up my Snuggie from the cottage and it smells like bangers and damn mash. It smells like me and I'm beautiful. I'm a beautiful princess, Harry. And someday I'm going to be the damn queen. Oh, man. 210. That was so racist. By all means, complain. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. The latest news, traffic, and weather are minutes away at the top of the hour. These are important moments, and this is news. On Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man. Newstalk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Final few moments of the show. 
So if you want to talk to me, give me a call, 210-599-5555, Well, uh, uh, Disney is putting out another happy, woke uh, piece of entertainment for the whole family unit, man. The new Peter Pan live-action trailer dropped. And let's see, uh, Tinkerbell's a black chick. That's fine. I don't care. That's fine. She's a fairy, okay? She can be any, I mean, she's a mythological creature. I don't really care if she's a white chick or a black chick, okay? I think the trans trip would be a little hard to pull off with Tinkerbell, you know what I mean? Especially if you're a chick transitioning uh, into a a dude, then you're, you're a little Tinkerbell flying around and with a mullet and utility belt, you know, with some hammers and, and, and Phillips head screwdrivers hanging off you. You ever know like lesbian you ever see a lesbian chick at Home Depot and they got like, you know, a whole toolbox hanging off their belt, you know what I Cargo mean? Cargo shorts. I got nothing against lesbians, don't get me wrong. I I like lesbians. They'll they'll kick your ass. Cargo shorts. Tinkerbell's got a pair of cargo shorts. But according the Lost Boys now have chicks. There's there's young girls in the Lost Boys. So apparently, I, I watched the trailer, you know, I got some snotty-looking chick, you know, and they, oh, it's a lost boy. Not all of us are boys. And some upset liberal hippie chick in the Lost Boys. Okay, the reason they're called the Lost Boys is because they've never seen a girl before, which is why Wendy freaks them out so much. So if you put girls in the Lost Boys, that whole plot thing kind of goes down the toilet, right? And has anybody reminded the the new uh you know marketing folks and creative types at Disney that Peter Pan and I forgot about this myself until my brother Trey pointed this out earlier. Uh actually Peter Pan's been woke for quite a while. Uh the Broadway production of Peter Pan and several TV appearances uh, uh, during the 70s, Peter Pan was played by a chick named Sandy Duncan. Remember that? Remember when Sandy Duncan was Peter Pan? Always, ever, all, all the time, no matter, all the TV specials? She'd fly in over the studio audience, you know? She was Sandy freaking Duncan. She was a chick, and she played Peter Pan. Because I, I think now Peter Pan is like, I don't know, he's a Muslim or he's Indian or something. I don't know what he is. I'm waiting for Joe Biden. You know, let me tell you something. Not a joke. You go into Neverland, okay, and you're everywhere you go, you're gonna hear an Indian accent. Not not a joke, champ. Those Lost Boys, they play, they like to play basketball. They play some bean <laughs> ba- basketball in Neverland. You know, Sandy Duncan. She was a woman played Peter Pan because he's supposed to be a very elven, yeah, almost feminine looking character. It's how he's described. I don't have any black friends that have been a in an uproar over why Tinkerbell has never been black. Is that like a ground is there a groundswell, you know, is that is that like a po- like a grassroots movement within Black Lives Matter to make Tinkerbell a black chick, you know what I mean? I feel I'm being oppressed by systemic racism because Tinkerbell is a white chick, you know, it's really just how can I get up that hill this way? I can't. I'll never reach the promised land as long as Tinkerbell is a white chick. God, I'm just so sick of it all. <laughs> oh, and I'm sure the millennial black kids of today, that's really high on their agenda is Tinkerbell being black. 
I think anybody pretty much under the age of 25 knows Peter Pan as a kind of peanut butter. You know what I mean? I, I, for all we fair. know. I mean, you know what That's I mean? Fair. I'm just, God, you know, Disney, they're just trying. So, and you know what? They're going to ruin the Marvel movies, too. The woke creep is upon the Marvel movies. I have noticed that. I'm kind of done. The Marvel movies just need to end. Sometimes you got to know when to leave the stage. <laughs> the The Avengers trip was re- the plot arc was great. Uh, you know, Robert Downey Jr. was at the start was at the center of that freaking universe, man, and it was a great run. The Spider-Man flick with Toby and and the British guy was great. I think it's time to lay it all down now, though. Because really what we're going to do now, and I, I picked up on this slightly with the multi with the Ant-Man flick, is the, 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 the Marvel Universe is going woke. You know. Uh, and Tinkerbell can't be a white chick because that's, that's systemic racism. And does Tinkerbell know her own privilege? Is she an ally? Is she going to be an ally and work towards understanding how freaking privileged she is flying around Neverland with her white skin. And Tinkerbell didn't like Wendy because, right? Wasn't she jealous? Was jealous of, of, Wendy. Of, of Wendy because Wendy was getting a little too much FaceTime with Peter Pan. Chicks be tripping. Chicks be tripping, man, even when they be flying. <laughs> <laughs> Point Rima. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez and Don Morgan, the award-winning Don Morgan and Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.